the piece I'm going to read today, hello everybody, hi, um, is a piece that I wrote in 2017 called The MAGA School. And if you know anything about me, you know that uh, a piece called The MAGA School would not be complimentary towards 45 supporters. Uh, this is definitely no different. Um, and I don't normally write dystopian pieces that have no hope at the end. Um, so you can listen and see if this is what is typical or if this is not typical or atypical. Um, the other thing about MAGA school that I think, um, my generation, you know, Gen, Gen Xers and, and uh, even some Gen Y will find interesting is I tried to drop as many literary references as I could think of. I went back and counted and I have 14. Um, there may be other references that I subconsciously included. Um, but maybe you'll have fun reading, hearing, seeing the twists that I did toward uh, the books that we grew up knowing and loving and, and sharing with our kids and our siblings. So without further ado, and um, the podcast disclaimer, I wrote this. I published this if it appears anywhere. I have performed this live before, um, but it is my writing. It's original to me. Um, even places where I am hat-tipping to literary greats, it is my interpretation of them, um, my hat-tip to them. I'm not claiming any characters or any scenes as... Uh, as mine, if they don't belong to me, obviously. So please don't take down my podcast and shut down my channel. <laughs> now, without further ado, here is MAGA School by Phil Campbell. There's no such thing as a tesseract. Muggy Maggie's hand cramped from practicing the cursive letters to form the words and sentences that she hated. She was sure that as she connected each loop and crossed each T, some goblin elf or fairy somewhere was falling down dead. She tried not to think about that, though, and concentrated on the next two lines. You're not a wizard, Harry. You're just the boy who lived. Maggie imagined some poor boy in tattered magician's robes cleaning out a fireplace in a tall tower while some ancient schoolmaster wizard, some tall, stick-thin remnants of the bones of a man, berated him for continuing to breathe the air. What kind of accident had befallen poor Harry's school so that other more promising young wizards perished, but he, who had not yet discovered his talents, perhaps, remained? Maggie felt that was the way history should go. 
Young people became historical figures after some period of adversity. She did not believe in leaders born with silver spoons, no matter how many sentences she had to copy. A lock of curly, sandy-colored hair fell into Maggie's face. She quickly brushed it away with her left hand and resumed copying with her right. She didn't dare look up from her primer. Headmistress was quite strict. Maggie copied the wizard line again. She had to write each a hundred times before she could have her repast. But so far, as long as she copied and kept her head down, she avoided further attention from the punishers. Good thing they couldn't read her mind, she thought. Maggie wistfully remembered the teacher who had taught her cursive. Surely she had not dreamed that teacher, that year of taking notes to and from the office and all around the school until all the grown-ups were sure she could read them. She remembered the hallways and the water fountains at her old school clearly. This school, if one could call it that, was different. If Maggie dares to look to one side or the other of her classmates as she had once done, she would only see a foggy visage of them, also copying, and not quite clearly, and never to the point that she could make out a single face. She tugged the sleeve of her black dress, trying to keep writing the hateful words as she did. Headmistress called them robes. Maggie didn't feel like that was right. The dress sleeve pulled at her still oozing skin. Maga, have you learned your lesson? Headmistress called. Maggie put her head down. Headmistress was not to be answered, even though Maggie ached to say, My name is Maggie! She ached to shout it, to wake people up and tell them books and stories were good for the imagination. Lies repeated over and over again did not become true, and the difference between fiction and lies was important. But the punishers were at her elbows, waiting for headmistress to nod. Maggie could not give them a reason. She continued to copy. Maggie had heard people say 45 would be the death of freedom, and that made sense because the meaning of life was 42, same as Robinson's baseball jersey. Bad things came in threes after that, like headmistress and her two punishers. She tried to lift the sleeve of the oozing, healing brand that was on her arm. How many bad threes were found in 24602 anyway? Part of Maggie itched to do the math, just a break from the monotony of copying. But math wasn't allowed. It had been replaced by alternative facts. Maga, are you thinking again? You know what happens when you try to think for yourself. Maggie didn't even scream when the Punisher's blows struck her. She welcomed the darkness. Okay, so that took a morbid turn. Hmm. But I do hope that you enjoyed it. I hope it helped you escape for seven minutes and 34 seconds anyway. Uh, if you uh, enjoyed that, there is more to be found on my website, www.philcampbell.com. Um, and, of course, you can place your requests on Facebook, uh, where I am, Phil Campbell, or the Creative Writing and Publishing Workshop, or Phil Campbell Author Page. Have a great day. Make it count.
Bye.